Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. I do declare, here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After Jessica shows up at Gary's home with Dot's murdered body in her hands, they desperately run to the grand city of Opula in search of anyone who can help save their friend. After getting past trolls and Draculas, Jessica waits in the waiting room of Mount Sinus Hospital while Gary heads over to Until Dawn Pond to sell his crystal in hopes of raising enough funds to save Dot. While chatting with Gary the Skeleton, with two R's, in the pawn shop, a familiar human warlock appears. I do declare, Your Honor is back in session. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thomas, Thomas, what the hell are you doing here? That, that's my line. What the hell are you doing here? Uh, you're not here to sell some drugs or something, are you? No, that's absent. Of course not. What? Gary, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> I was just saying hello right. to my, uh, my friend Gary over there. Right. What's up, Thomas? How's it going, Gary? Fine day today at the shop? Yeah. That's good. Listen, Thomas, uh, Dot is uh, not doing well. All right, she's she's in really bad shape. We just took her to uh, we just took her to Mount Sinew. What happened? What do you mean? She was freaking stabbed, man. What? Someone stabbed what? and killed Dot. Well, the- did you do anything to help her? What? We we tried patching her up. The fucking in my town, the 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 the, the medical mages, they the, the insurance is not is doing his fucking job the, the the taxpayers money isn't doing his job so he came here to opula we went to mount sinew they're in the waiting room right now and i know that shit's still gonna take them like three hours before they even get put in a wait another waiting room to wait more gary for you're an idiot she's a computer they're not gonna do anything for her did you transfer her data to another machine i, I don't i don't know anything about uh, war forges they, they they got experts in mount sinew they'll, they'll, they'll take gary, care we need to help her now i need i well the team the, the assistants we need her to for the job you you know what i mean we, we gotta do something well, about I'm this i'm touched that you actually care but yeah we were we were thinking of asking you you know for, for some... i didn't say i cared i just said we need her for the job that's all <laughs> all right well look i just finished up business here she, buy your buy your favorite dildo or whatever and let's go let's get a did not come here for that today. I today. Let's just go. Oh, you sure? We we just got a shipment of your face. Gary, back Gary, <laughs> not now. <laughs> all right. Well, come on. Let, let's go to let's go to Mount Sinu. All right. Let's go. And you guys head back to Mount Sinus. And as you enter, you find Jessica still waiting there. You see Dot sprawled out on a table like a big hunk of metal. As you hear the sounds of agony of the waiting room. <laughs> I'm going to march oh. right up to the front desk. My leg. And I'm going to say, we demand to see a professional now. Well, all right. I can get you checked in. What's wrong with you? She's dying. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. We we already checked her in. I'm sorry. Did you see the seven stab wounds or? Oh, yes. I saw them quite well. 
I am going to cast Charm Person at this front desk lady here. Okay. In the meantime, Jessica hasn't even noticed that they've returned, and she is in full conversation with the person next to her. <laughs> and she is, like, going on and on about, like, her personal life. Oh, yeah, well, um, you know, that's when Frank and I met, and uh, we it was a very simple wedding. It was just the two of us, you know, uh, our families are, uh, well... You know, you know, uh, two people getting together. Sometimes the families don't always get along and they don't think you're right for one another. But you know, when you know, you know, don't you know? Oh, yeah. And the imp next to you goes, oh, <laughs> and snaps his own neck. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious me. I hadn't even gotten to the part about, well, that's when I became, and she just kind of continues <laughs> yeah. talking to the corpse now. Um, and that's when, uh, well, shortly after the wedding, we um, we uh, decided that I would continue to do my writing because he was going to be able to support us in terms of like. Thomas, hey, what is your spell save? DC. 12. She rolls a three. <laughs> so she picks up a crystal off the desk and says, Will Mrs. Oz please proceed to the next room? Oh my goodness, well that's us. Um, it was lovely chatting with you. I hope that neck gets better. And she picks up uh, Dorothy and <laughs> starts dragging her to the next room. Good fucking work, Thomas. Shut up, Gary, let's get to work. And you see this really buff lizard folk in this like nurse's gear. A sexy nurse outfit. Yeah, it's, it's the very traditional sexy nurse outfit, like uh, the little white skirt and the the little button up but like you just see like rippling pecs uh it is sleeveless you just see these like enormous arms and he comes out and he goes hey what we weren't okay yeah oz come yeah come in come in come in come in and he leads you to the back and he says uh dr plebus will be out to see you in a moment i thank you so much uh mr nurse sir that is indeed my last name mr (laughs) nurse sir Mr. N-E-R-S-E-R, Mr. Nurser. Hi, name's James Nurser. And he shakes your hand. <laughs> oh, hello, James. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. And uh, Jessica reaches out her hand, but like in a, uh, a limp wrist presented as if to be kissed, not more of like a shake. And James, like, not even, like, a delightful expression or anything. He just doesn't even think about it. He grabs your hand and kisses it, like, almost reflexively. Oh, I think. And he says, uh, if you need anything, just uh, give that little crystal a smack. And he closes the door as you wait for Dr. Plebus. Assistance, listen up right now. I believe we are dealing with the murder of our friend Dot. Oh, my goodness, Thomas, where did you come from? (laughs) Hello, Jessica. I I live here in the city. I ran into Gary, and he ushered me here. But I know that, silly. I meant, like, here right now. How did you get here? In the waiting room? I don't know. I followed all of you. (laughs) I was right behind you. You were following us. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Jessica, where did you find the body? I was, uh, well, it was, I was going over for a girl's night, and, um... Well, I, I was running late because I wanted to get the nice wine from across town. And, uh, well, when I arrived, um, Wade had seemed a little spooked outside. And when I went up, I went up into Dorothy's uh, little apartment. And I found that door ajar. And, and when I went in, there there she was. And she was mangled in it. And the stab boots, and she was gushing oil. And I, I, I didn't know where else to go. So I immediately just kind of went to Gary because... Because I knew he was somewhat close by. Then after we are done here, that is the first place we're going. We have a very unique and interesting opportunity here to investigate the murder scene before any detectives get their hands on it. I suppose you're right. Okay, yeah. And then the heavy door opens as this little, very withered old chain devil enters the room. What the fuck? Oh, God. (laughs) With a stethoscope around his neck, and he says, Hello, my name is Dr. Plebis. Is this the Warforged in question? Yeah, it certainly is. Yes, sir, Dorothy Oz. None of you piss that thing off, please. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Let me see. And he holds the stethoscope up to Dorothy and just, like, slides it around the different, like, metal pieces on her body and says, yes, she is certainly deceased. Stab wounds to the torso fluid loss um, perhaps it is not too late for consciousness transfer 
and he grabs a little, he has like a tuning fork built into one of the ends of one of his chains, and he smacks on the crystal and he says, Cynthia, uh, please get the nurses to bring Mrs. Oz to consciousness transfer. And immediately, there are four fae that enter the room, so these little fairies, basically. And the bed that Dot is on, they don't even acknowledge you, they just each grab one of the corners and wheel her out. And he says, Cynthia will be in in a moment with your billing. Would you like that on a crystal or a new corporeal form? Uh, If you don't mind me asking, what's that cheaper option there? (laughs) <laughs> the crystal. Yeah, I think can a crystal you can put a crystal into a corporeal, you have to transfer it later. You will eventually have to transfer it. It will be reduced price at most places though. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think for now we're going to have to do the crystal, I think, uh, unless Thomas you sitting on a mountain of cash. Absolutely not. Do you imbeciles even have any money? We could have done this data transfer Excellent. ourselves. My condolences. And even though you're still in the middle of your conversation, he walks out of the room, the big chains dragging behind him. Well, Thomas, if you know how to freaking do it. Well, I I didn't say I knew how to do it. I just said we could right. do it ourselves. So then less, less uh, barking next time if you, if you got no bite. Thank you. I, fair enough. And then you see uh, just a human woman walk into the room and she says, hi, my name is Cynthia. Um, I'm here for billing. How are we going to be paying today? Uh, that would just be gold gold pieces up front. Okay, this is for Mrs. Oz, correct? That is correct. Uh, are you her husband? Uh, no, we're colleagues. She does not have a spouse, I don't believe. I see. Okay, sad world we live in. I am her boss. Excellent. So you'll be paying the bill? I think he will. My my underlings will handle that, don't you worry. All right, then. Um, I see this is... Oh, my condolences. Consciousness transfer, Crystal? Cond- that would be correct, yeah. Condolences? Yeah, well, you know, she's dead. So, uh, I mean, she can be brought back. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what we were asking. Uh, okay, so that is going to be 200 gold pieces. Ah! Uh, we don't have that. Listen. Oh, should Listen. I should I cancel the transfer? I no. hold up. So, so, what do we have? What do we have on us that we could sell? Oh, we're gonna gotta go back to Gary. Uh, just go wait here, and uh, we'll be right back with uh. Um, is it possible that there can be a sort of a payment plan? With an interest? An IOU, perhaps? I can put you on a payment plan. I'm going to be very upfront with you, okay? Because I've seen it happen to a lot of families. The doctors don't like it when I'm this upfront, but you know how it is. What I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Interest is really high. Furthermore, when you get on a payment plan, a lot of times in the cases of a crystal transfer, unless you pay a significant portion upfront, they will hold on to the crystal in storage until you pay the remainder. I'm going to be honest. I don't see the point of putting her in a crystal if we're just going to put in a body later. Can't we just keep her right now the way she is? Uh, that consciousness will degrade over time. You could possibly restore her. We cannot guarantee that she will come back as you knew her uh, without a stabilized environment to exist in. Uh, will you take payment in trade instead of coin? I'm afraid that's not how it works. All right, oh, time, time to work your magic. Let's get a discount. Gary... Here's the thing about my charm person power. I could use it only once a day as of right now. Uh-huh. I could manifest 20 gold pieces, but that <laughs> illusion doesn't last forever. And She's just staring at you, smiling and blinking, and she goes, I'm going to pretend I didn't just hear the illegal conspiracies in front of me. I, I whisper, you can't hear me. <laughs> We're in a small room, Thomas. I think she can hear us. Now, ma'am, uh, wait, actually, Gary, were you able to... Uh, to get any uh, gold pieces when you were out? I did. And I just realized something that I wanted. And uh, I kind of need a, at least 10 gold to get it. Well, how much do you have available to spend then? Uh, I got 180. Is that with the 10 that you took out for yourself? Uh, with 10 for myself, it's 170. Okay, so ma'am, uh, if we spent 170 gold pieces, uh, yes. is that a big enough down payment to receive the crystal up front? Mm, give me one second. Wait, I misled all of you. I have a second spell slot at level two. I can cast it again. Well, now's the time to get us a big-ass discount. I really wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't do that. Never mind. 
Yeah, for one seventy, I can definitely uh, I can arrange for you to go home with the crystal today. Uh, you will owe another thirty gold, and that will be an additional fifty percent interest rate weekly. Oh, a weekly uh, interest rate. Well, do you think we can? Uh, one moment, please. Do you, do you boys think that we can maybe get that last thirty gold in the uh, before the week is out? Probably do it right now if we give Gary some for a good price. Uh, that's Gary's the guy I met at the pawn shop. Oh, I, I see. That's true. Gary could probably help us. If you want to just wait here, Thomas and I could probably go pawn something. I mean, whatever you boys think. Oh, you got one of your novels on you? Jessica, Gary's a huge fan of your work. I'm sure he'll pay more than the asking price for it. So <laughs> she, <laughs> she reaches in and, um, oh, yeah, I've got a uh, first edition of The Case of the Pocket Full of Dead Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Can you sign it for us? Ah, oh, there you oh, go. Sh- uh, yes. Yeah, sure thing. And uh, so Jessica opens up the front cover. And who am I making this out to, if I may ask? A Gary with two R's. Don't forget, two R's. Call him Gare Bear and put a little kissy face at the end of it. Well, dear, do we know if he likes that pet name? I just don't want to decrease uh, the value. Well. Well, you know him well, Tom. He, he likes you? it. Don't worry. He, 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 he likes it. Jessica proceeds to write <laughs> Gare Bear with two R's in the G-A-R-R-E-B-E-A-R-R. That's, okay, that is the way I would recommend spelling it. <laughs> with all my love, Jessica Felcher. Beautiful. Thomas, roll a charisma check for me. Ooh, ten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, boys, here you go. There's the, the novel. Ah, uh, you're a doll, sweetheart. You're a doll. Let's go, Thomas. We'll be right back, ma'am. We'll be right back with the correct payment. Oh, we're paying in full? I believe we might. We'd love to see it. Yeah. Okay, I'll be right here. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Thomas. Don't you worry. I'm not going anywhere, so I'll just kind of hang out and chat with you for a little while. I mean, I was <laughs> chatting with somebody else out front as well, so I'll just be chatting away. <laughs> Hey fellas, it's Nick, aka Gary, aka the sound designer. Yes, this is Nick B, and today's episode is supported by the Hero's Journal. The Hero's Journal turns your goal into a quest and builds a positive narrative and productivity instead of a shame based narrative. But enough about that. I think Thomas and Jessica can tell you a little more. We open on a happier time. We see the inside of the Eastern Orgaic courtroom as Gary runs to the bathroom and Dot fetches coffee for the gang from Pollyanna the Fearbolg. Sitting on a bench, we see Thomas Phelps looking over Jessica Felcher's shoulder as she scribbles in a beautiful royal purple notebook with a durable linen cover, gold foil accents, and a little ribbon hanging out. You see beautifully illustrated pages as she seems to fill in some blanks. Jessica, what is that? What are you doing there? Oh, I'm planning out my next novel using the Hero's Journal. Jessica, I don't know why you insist on continuing with these novels, if that's what you like to call them. You are nowhere near as talented as that Stephanie Queen. I don't suppose you know her. Jessica, roll a history check for me. Uh, That's a 17. Yeah, okay, you definitely know Stephanie Queen. In fact, Stephanie Queen is a rival author of yours, and her hit horror novel, That came out around the same time as The Pocket Full of Dead Fish. And uh, you both kind of fought for that that number one place in, in a number of regions. Oh, yes, Thomas, I know her. Her novel, That, came out the same time as uh, The Pocket Full of Dead Fish. That's right, and your novels do not hold a candle to hers. I don't know why you continue. I, I, your novels aren't even that realistic. The murders in them, they would never even happen in real life. It, it is such a bore to get through, Jessica. I, I don't see why you keep writing. Thomas, shaming me is not going to improve the quality of my novels. But you know what, Will? Positive reinforcement with my hero's journal. It turns my goals into a 90-day quest. Each page has beautiful illustrations, and I get to work towards my goal at the same time. It's incredible. Thomas, as you look over Jessica's shoulder and she shows you those pages, you see these beautiful individual illustrations. She flips through the pages, and she seems to have adopted some sort of character in her writings as she fills in blanks and reflects on her journey and uh, marks off little halfway points points and goals and gains XP for her progress. You know, Jessica, I'm I'm quite fond of 
illustrations in books. Do these hero journals, do they all have them? Oh, yes. Every single one and every page has a new little illustration. Look at that. Oh, whoo. Isn't it beautiful? And you know what, Thomas, you can get one yourself. Right now, they've got a special code going on. If you use Drimbus 10, you can get 10% off your next order. 10% off? That's a wonderful deal. I I think I might get one, actually, uh, this Heroes Journal. Yeah, you have to go to theheroesjournal.co. They got Mountain Gray, Wildwood Green, Dragonfire Red, and of course, my personal favorite, Royal Purple. Dragonfire Red, you say? Yeah. To match my jacket. That's perfect. I'm going to go on and buy one right now. Oh, we can set goals together as a team. Well, I don't know about that. You heard it here first, folks. Go over to theheroesjournal.co and use offer code DRIMBUS10 to get 10% off your order and turn your goals into a quest, accomplishing them through the power of positive reinforcement. Once again, you can use code DRIMBUS10 to get 10% off your order and support the show while accomplishing your goals. Additionally, we wanted to uh, give a quick shout out to Microphones and Monsters, a 5E actual play podcast using Sandy Peterson's Cthulhu Mythos 5E. In fact, we've got a quick trailer for you. Microphones and Monsters is a Cthulhu D&D actual play with a balance of horror, mystery, and comedy. Our story begins in a 1920s Magitech noir setting. We follow the story of Alistair. That power is very much something that I need, and I don't want that to stop. Victor. I don't think I want to help you. And Julian. It's burning. What happened here can't see the light of day. As they come face to face with Eldritch Horrors. <laughs> I don't think you could ever stop me. And try not to fall into madness. Go to microphonesandmonsters.com or listen wherever podcasts are found. And last but not lost, my favorite part. We gotta thank you all, you beautiful, beautiful patrons. Jerry Benetados, thank you so much. Queso Loco, thank you so much. John Mitchell, thank you so much. Kevin Dubberlet, thank you, thank you. Terrence Knox, I thank you. Victoria Madrid, I thank you kindly. Greta and Beignet, thank you. Alejandro Lopez, Thank you, man. Thank you. Ace Andrews. I gotta give thanks. Emrys Craig. Ooh, did I say that one right? Emrys Emrys Craig. Please. I hope I said that right. Thank you. And uh, I'm up. Yeah, I'm sorry if I... <laughs> ben B. Thank you, buddy. And Thomas Murphy. Thank you so much. Thank you to each... Thank you each and every one of you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, That's it for me. I'm going to shut up now and get back to the good stuff, the drama. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here. And today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please... Check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi Western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. 
Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's, she's a good pilot, everyone. <laughs> she's very good. And, and friendship. friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> you guys head back to Until Dawn Pond. At this point, it is probably nearing like 2, 3 a.m. So you're beginning to see the first hints of daylight. Thomas, you know from experience that this shop will be closing up soon. But you walk in and Gary is there, the skull resting on the table. Gary, we're back. Oh, oh hey there. Well, welcome back. We have a surprise for you, Gary. What do you got for me? Gary, show Gary. <laughs> Wait, which which Gary? Show which Gary? The, this Gary behind the counter shows you, Gary, behind the other counter. Well, all right. Show me what you got. I have a autographed copy of Jessica Felch's murder mystery, Pocket Full of Dead Fish. <gasps> Holy moly! Is this a first edition? And check it out, my friend. Check it out. Oh, shit. Open it up, Gary. Look what it says. Gear Bear! Oh! 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 <laughs> the skeleton falls apart uh, onto the ground and then oh, rejoins no. back up and goes, Oh, my God! How'd you get your hands on uh, this? Well, uh, we need some extra cash, so uh, I, f- I I looked into my uh, into into my collection and I found uh, this autographed copy. Yeah, because you know we know people, Gary. We know people. How's uh how's ten gold for it? <laughs> ten for a signature of a first edition pocketful of dead fish? Are you kidding me, Gary? Come on now. Hey, ten gold. Gets you pretty far just about anywhere that's not opulent, so... Double it. Uh, but you know what? You know, you're you're right. How about 15? 20, and you have yourself yourself a deal. 18? 20. All right, fine, 20. Well, hey, Thomas, have you reconsidered my offer? Your offer? Yeah. Remind me. Give me a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, don't even think about it. You will never, ever get this suit. Are you... <laughs> Nice try. He holds up a a 10 gold piece and says, I don't know, Thomas, you're running out of stuff. This suit, it's worth at least 50. You're not touching this. All right. You'll get desperate enough. I would sell my horse before I sold my suit. Thomas, I like you, but opulates everyone up. Not me. Well, this is a little desperate, but uh, how about I give you 10 days worth of rations for 10 gold? Jeez. What kind of rations we talking here? Uh, Gramble's uh, Lickin' Grudel Coop. <laughs> Gary, don't you have a child? <laughs> yeah, they're eating at home. Southern food? Oh my goodness. You're offering me southern food? Do you know how hard it is to get good southern food in Opula? They got, they got food from all over the region. Nobody knows how to fry a goddamn gramble. Yeah, give me that. There you go. Ten grambles, brickin' rudel coops. Oh. <laughs> mm. Mm. He starts eating one on the spot. Oh. Uh, and you see, like, it goes into the skull and then down out the, like, the ribcage and falls onto the floor. <laughs> and it goes, oh, that's the stuff. Yeah, here you go. Ten gold. Ah, uh, thank you. Now, you could keep the ten gold. I, I want that shield you got over there on the rack. Oh, yeah, which one? Gary, you're a fool. We're lawyers. Why do you need that shield? You Do you not see what just happened to Dot? Uh, well, okay, how, how much are you looking to spend on the shield? Yeah, it's ten gold. Okay, for ten gold, I got this really nice, uh, it's wooden but it's polished it's got a nice varnish metal frame really sturdy yeah that looks good all right well here you go pleasure doing business with you yeah you too it's so funny because i'm looking at my equipment now and i legitimately had a book in my equipment and it was worth 25 gold pieces oh so joke was on you guys my <laughs> god no. jessica my boy gary gets away with it again <laughs> god a shield is 10 gold but a fucking book is 20 <laughs> 25. She's a good writer. <laughs> 20, no, no, but like not even like a regular ass book is 25. Yeah. 
My assistants are a bunch of nincompoops. Ah, uh, you fucking made the price. I wasn't there to. I wasn't there to haggle. So you weren't there to tell me the price. <laughs> I am here. Oh no, Jessica's not here. I was talking to Jessica from very far away. You could have asked anything. You could have said anything. You said twenty gold. And how much did you get for your little your little ore? One hundred eighty. Now let's go. Ah. Uh, I know how much that's worth. No, you don't. Roll to see how much you know. <laughs> I, we don't have time. Donna's dying. We need to get back quick. All right. I got my shield. Uh, I won't eat, but it's fine. Let's go. Yeah, what are you going to use to fend off like, vampire selling sheet music? Hey. <laughs> you, that actually happened to me. No way. Really? Yes, really. I don't believe you. Okay, you'll see. <laughs> and you head back to Mount Sinus, and there is Jessica rambling. However, Cynthia is engaged in full conversation. It's a back and forth. Yeah, so that was uh, after the wedding. Uh, well, no my kidding. husband decided that he could continue to work, and I would get to write my novels that I'd always wanted to write. You might have oh, seen that my. That's uh, so delightful. Oh, yeah, you might have seen my most recent release, The Case of the Pocket Full of Dead Fish. Oh, my God, yes, I love that one. Oh, thank you. That was very kind of you to say, my goodness. Oh, oh, yeah, my boyfriend's a, he's an actor. Uh, I, I heard they were they were adapting one of yours into a stage play? Um, Yes, we are at, my manager is uh, kind of in talks with a uh, publishing company of plates to get it adapted and things, yeah. Oh, well, hey, if you're looking for a cast, he's been dying to play Cletus in a... Uh... In, in what was it, your first novel? What was the title of that one again? Uh, oh, yeah. That was um, The Case of the Missing Chancleta. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a big fan of that one. Anyways, oh, uh, looks like the rest of your party is here. <laughs> oh, well, hey, guys, come on down. I was just chatting away with Cynthia here about our lives, you know, just having a grand old time. Were you able to get those gold pieces with the book I let you guys have? I think it was worth about 25 gold pieces or something. Uh, At least that's what it sells for in retail before having a signature on it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> We have enough gold. Hooray. We did it. I, I did it once again. My brilliance. It, well, it helped us out. You guys are just so resourceful. Good for you. Ma'am, I overheard you talking about your boyfriend who might be an actor. What is his name? Ryan Crabapple. Mm, yes, I'm somewhat of a connoisseur of the theater myself. I, I've seen Ryan around. He would never fit the role of Cletus. You best tell him to look for other work. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Well... Um, you see, the delay that it took you guys to get the gold was enough for me to charge you a 10% interest. No, oh, come on. <laughs> Ow. Uh, anyway. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Fuck. Hey, hey, Thomas. Fuck you, Thomas. Why don't you use that little uh, fucking spell so you can uh, undo your damage? Oh, oh, don't even think about it. Do not. She sounds very confident about me not using my spell. I don't know if that's a Extremely. good idea. Extremely. Please. Try it, Thomas. Or you could apologize like the little bitch baby you are. All right, Thomas. Have at it. Never. You're going to let a friend die because you're so stuck up. Her boyfriend can't act his way out of a shoebox. I'm not apologizing for I, what how I do you even, I don't even. I don't even know how you would know that. I... I, I, I frequent plays quite a bit. What do you, what Have do you, you mean? Have you ever seen her boyfriend perform? Yes, Ryan Crabapple. As the two of them are arguing, Jessica grabs the gold from each of them, pulls Cynthia over to the side, and starts the payment process before Cynthia can increase the charges anymore. See, uh, those boys they're back there, they're such immature. I mean, men. I mean, I'm sure Ryan is an absolute delight, but my goodness, these two, I can barely keep them in line when we're out in public. I seriously don't understand where people get off in this freaking city. Oh I know. God. Just like, just, you know, why? Just was that a, like, do you, you come from a small town, I'm assuming, because yeah. you just got that energy about you. Yeah. Just these boys that grow up in the big city think they're all the don't, I don't understand. Look, here's, here's, here's where I'm at, right? Even if Ryan was a bad actor, which I promise you he's not, he's working all the time. Like, what good did it do to offer up that comment? Who gained anything out of that? Uh, just his ego. Yeah, uh, he just loves boyfriend. to stroke his ego. He must know he is supporting at best. It's just to help him out. If he knows that role is his, then... Hey, how about you shut your fucking mouth, dude? Cynthia, when it comes down to it, this man's opinion is not going to have any sway over poor Ryan's career. I am telling you that Ryan is going to oh, have... Oh, man, it is just so frustrating, man. Oh, my God. You people... Oh, if this wasn't a life or death situation, I would 
You would not do it has your been job. Such is a that delight. what you're gonna say? It has been such a delight getting to know you. The same uh, here, the, Yeah, let's let's go ahead and uh, I'll grab that gold off of you, and I'm gonna go process Thanks. that payment for you. Here you are, and I hand over the gold. What's your name again, Mister? Uh, talking to me. Talking to the to Gary. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Thomas. Thomas what? Phelps. What do you do for a living? I'm a defense attorney. Good to know. I'll be right back with your receipt, Mrs. Felcher. On the double. Oh, thank you so much, Cynthia. As Cynthia walks away, Jessica turns around <laughs> and full force smacks him across the face, as in Thomas. Ah! Roll an attack for me. I think I'm too short for it to even hit me. So. <laughs> like, I see it happen above me. Like, <laughs> an arm swing. <laughs> like two titans yeah. fighting. All right. <laughs> Rolling an unarmed strike. It's a 15. Does a 15 hit? Yeah, that hits. Okay, so you do one plus your strength modifier damage. One plus my strength modifier damage is zero damage. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so you do zero damage damage but you land a, a nice firm <laughs> blow on Thomas's face and it hurts. Oh, uh, uh, you hit me. Why did you yeah, do that? Yeah, I sure did, Thomas, cuz you were digging ourselves a grave over here. You need to stop oh. stop being so rude to people. People are just trying to help other people now. And I Come was on. trying to help her boyfriend by telling him maybe he shouldn't waste his time chasing roles bigger than what he's good at. Thomas, sometimes you have to let people discover things for themselves. I don't know Mr. Ryan personally, but I'm sure that as he develops in his own career, he will be able to understand the roles that he is right for along the way. You have to let people discover things for themselves sometimes. Sometimes they don't want to hear the God's honest truth as you see it at any rate. I don't know because I haven't seen him act personally. Assistant, you will be seeing a cut in your next paycheck. We don't get paid. You will be getting a smaller cut from our next case. Fine. No, not I'll fine. I'll just make sure to sell books at the right price for myself. Jessica, this is- didn't include you, Gary. Don't you worry. If he tries to cut your pay, I will make sure that some of my book sales money goes to you and your family, Gary. Oh, I've- and Jessica storms away and walks over to the corner of the room and just in a huff just kind of sits down in the waiting room. As you do so, Cynthia walks up to you and goes, all right, Mrs. Feltry, you're all good to go. I'm going to go grab that crystal for you. Uh, do you need anything else? Ice, please. <laughs> So nothing is what I'm hearing. No, I think he's fine. Okay. Yeah, thank I, you so much. Ice, I'll be right back with that crystal. Nurse, ice, medical professional. And she walks away. Why don't you fucking cast an ice spell on your cheek? I don't have an ice spell. <laughs> and not too long later, she comes in with a little like white thin cardboard, like almost paper folded up box. And inside of it, there is a little bit of, like, white cotton material cushioning this vibrant, glowing purple crystal. Just make sure to keep that uh, safe. Dry if you can. Uh, I mean, it's durable, but keep it intact. Absolutely. Safest place I know right in here. And Jessica goes ahead and puts the crystal and its wrappings in her purse. Um, well, thank you all so much for coming to Mount News today. It was a pleasure getting to meet you, Jessica, and uh, Mr. Sorry, what was... And she looks at Gary. Sorry, what was your name, sir? Thomas. Uh, no, that's not my name. My name is uh, Gary Mogbile. Pleasure to meet you, Gary. It was a pleasure. Um, Thomas. Mr. Phelps. Yes? I trust this won't be the last we see of each other. I really hope it is. And she walks out of the room. Well, that was rather ominous, Thomas, wasn't it? Now, see, if you had treated this poor child very nicely, maybe that wouldn't have been such an ominous exit. I don't even see What's more ominous is how well her boyfriend played the role of tree in the last show that I saw him in. (laughs) Even if you think that, you probably shouldn't say that when our friend, our dying friend is on the line. You're becoming more of a liability than a help. Oh. What are people supposed to do if they aren't told the truth about things? Come on now. That's our whole job, isn't it? Our job, as Dot wanted it, was to dispense justice and make sure people got justice. Harsh truths and cold truths to other people is not justice as I see it. Maybe it's how you do things, and I don't know if I want to be a part of that, Thomas, if you're going to continue that behavior. And let me remind you that a lot of what I did in the line of questioning on our last case won us the case. And we worked as a team very well together. So I think you need to have a serious attitude adjustment. If you feel that way, Jessica, then leave. I could do this without you. I will not leave, Gary. And in Dot's memory, I will see this thing through. 
She got us together, and I'm going to see it through. Gosh darn it. Fine, then. Actually, you know what, Jessica? I wouldn't mind leaving with you. My goodness, what will your wife say? <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't resist. You just set me up so well right there. Um, but yeah, you know, in fact, let us leave. I think we have had enough of Opula for tonight. Indeed. Goodbye, Thomas. You're all going to leave Dot behind? I have her in my purse, and she pats her purse and walks away. That's all I came here for, and I'm walking with Jessica. All right, see you all in court tomorrow. You head outside, and Wade and Tony the Pony are hitched up there. It looks like they're in the middle of a little horsey conversation. So... I'm just glad we got it stabilized, I guess, right? Thank goodness, yeah. I mean, it might be a while before we can transfer this consciousness, but, you know, she'll be safe with us, I think, for now. Maybe, if we're lucky, we'll find another shell. Otherwise, I'm going to start saving up, I don't know about you, until we can afford a a new uh, body for Dot. Yeah, we can can start. I'll I'll help save up as well, yeah. Just uh, make sure that your family do... Oh forgive me no it's okay i i i thank you i appreciate it but uh yeah don't worry uh i i, I live alone now but uh I, Just I make mean, sure you get enough to eat you know i will don't you worry about that let's get some rest this is good work today thanks dot uh yeah i can always i uh, not dot sorry thanks jess i can always count on you uh, i just got dot on my mind no, thank, Gary, thank you <laughs> I, I just i was uh i'm glad i came to you because uh Sometimes you just don't know where to turn, but it's nice to have nice friends that you can turn to in times like these. Let's get some rest. We're going to need it for tomorrow. I don't know what kind of client we're getting, but uh, if it was anything like the last one, I'm going to need some sleep. And uh, I'm just hoping that as we exit the city, it's not... uh, We might want to see if there's an alternate exit, because that one bridge... uh, you know, I have a promised date later, and I am not sure that uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> exiting uh, the city before that date would be uh, exactly, um, uh, I guess, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Kosher. There's a second bridge on the southern end. It might be a little bit out of the way, Gary, but hey, at least we get to see some of the sights as we go south. All right, let's take the scenic route. Yeah. We see Jessica atop Wade and Gary atop Tony the Pony as they begin to work their way down to the southern end of Opula. Thomas, what are you doing? I'm going to jump on popcorn. I should have named him Ferrari so I could say get on my Ferrari. But anyway, (laughs) I'm going to get on popcorn and ride towards Dot's place of residence okay and you recall that when dot proposed the idea of starting this collective she gave you a little business card that reads 316 west fern street apartment a that's where i'm going you begin the roughly two three hour ride toward dot's place in the eastern orgaic region about halfway between the courthouse and gary's place over in green barrow It is now the very wee hours of Monday morning. You know you have to be at the courthouse rather soon to meet up with your companions, but you arrive at a grungy-looking apartment building. Without modern machinery, just about everything in the world is built by hand. As I said before, the expensive architectural firms have wizard engineers for the big projects, but this is no such fancy building. This is a four-story wooden building, almost as if you took a bunch of very basic stripped-down log cabins and stacked them atop each other. Uh, Roll a history check for me. 16. In fact, you recall these apartment buildings were famously constructed by the Biscayne Boys, a petty gang known for vandalizing many communities in the eastern Orgaic region. Roughly 200 years ago, after the court system was implemented, the Biscayne Boys were the first to be tried as a group. They were found guilty and subsequently sentenced to community service, building twice the amount of homes they had vandalized. While the apartments aren't luxurious, they are a testament to the landmark case that any budding lawyer should know. The apartment on the bottom floor has a large letter A carved into the wall. All right, I'm going to go towards that one. You hitch it up and you walk up to what you assume is Dot's apartment based on the card. The door is unlocked. The interior of the apartment is actually quite nice. There's a large library lining the northern and western walls. The eastern wall has two doors, and in the center of the main room is a large wooden desk and a couch facing it. However, the place is absolutely trashed. You see tomes of books scattered with pages torn out and torched. 
Vases are shattered. The couch is ripped to shreds with stuffing scattered throughout. That blood-like oil covers the floor, and along the eastern wall in that same substance are the words, You should have left well enough alone. Oh my. Well, that's ominous. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to put my gloves on. Okay. And I'm going to roll for investigation, see if I find anything other than the blood letters of interest. That would be 14. So you are investigating this main area first, yes? Yes. Anything specific you would like to check? Do I know roughly where the body was? Well, you see blood smears leading toward the bedroom door. There is a small pool of blood in the center of the main space and light drips toward the main door that then kind of dissipate into nothing. As you look at that big desk in the center, there is a large white calendar pad. Neatly written in the margins, you can read questions poking out between smears of that blood-like oil. What is justice? Who dispenses justice? How is justice dispensed? Is justice violent? Is justice peaceful? Where do we find justice? Tons of those questions just scrawled in the margins of the calendar. Uh, There are also drawers, if you would like me to tell you what you find in them. Yes, please. You begin to look through the drawers of the desk, and inside of them, you find that they are essentially untouched. Within them, you find a bunch of manila folders. I'm going to look through them. Each of the folders contains a dossier on different individuals. They're all attorneys at the same court that you work at in the Eastern Orgaic region. They contain general, personal, and professional details in black type, as well as red hand ink notes in the margins of a few words. All the dossiers have large red X's over them, except for three. Gary's, Jessica's, and yours. Oh boy. Uh, I'm going to open mine. Okay. You open yours, and like I said, there's a bunch of details on you. And written in the margins in that red ink, you see thinks a million miles an hour. Big dreams. All right. I'm going to look at Gary's. Gary's, same thing. And written in there, you see Papa Bear, big brain, bigger heart. And Jessica's? Firecracker, more clever than she looks. I want to look at the X'd out lawyers now. Okay. You see dossiers for three individuals. Monique Valentine, Enrique de Oro, and Julianne Clement. Do I know why they're X'd out? Did she have anything written in them that would give me that indication? You see writings a lot like you found in your files. For Monique, you see smart as a whip, committed to victory. For Enrique, you see heart of gold, mind of a poet. Uh, and for Julianne, you see salt of the earth, humble, caring. Uh, I'm going to investigate the pool of blood. Okay. There's a pool of blood in the middle of the room. You don't really find anything in the pool, but that smear looks like it was coming from one of the doors before i go towards the door can i look at the writing on the wall yeah i'm gonna investigate that okay you look at the writing on the wall and it's it's bloody can i recognize the handwriting roll an investigation check for me oh that would be a 21 so you don't recognize the handwriting per se but you do realize it is definitely not dots of course (laughs) all right I'm going to go to the bedroom. You open the bedroom and the bed is soaked in that oil. Sheets are strewn about on the floor, kind of like dragging towards the door as if someone was yanked out of bed. There's a nightstand there as well. I'm going to go investigate the bed. The bed is, you know, there's nothing special about it. You get the feeling that whoever lived here had a very, very plain life except for that main area. But yeah, there's just there's blood on the bed and then the sheets thrown out and the nightstand but like nothing of note other than the fact that it looks like there was a struggle from the bed out into the main area. And I'm going to look at the nightstand now. It is completely empty, except for a card. Valentine Investigative Services. Uh, Okay. Uh, I'm, oh, should I take the card with me? I'm going to leave it. I don't want to tamper with evidence, but I'm going to make a mental note of that right in my little my little journal is there anything else of note in the bedroom no okay is there another room in the building there is and you open the door and it is a bathroom there's a shower a toilet and a sink very tidy nothing of note back into the main room anything else of note in the main room no i mean there's a library if you want to go book by book but like aside from the fact that it's been trashed you know books have been pulled out like pages torn out torch thrown about i would say you've probably gathered the details you're going to be able to gather here any signs of coffee 
Wait, you don't know about the coffee. I don't know anything about the coffee. What? <laughs> Coffee's just on the brain. All right, I'm going to leave now and go to the courthouse. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, Michael Pisani as Jessica Felcher, and Nicholas Benetados as Gary Markbile. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited by Michael Pisani and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Nicholas Benetados. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash drimmers. Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, where we discuss behind-the-scenes and secrets, free exclusive merch, and the chance to create items for the campaign or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, I'm Bernard. And I'm Magenta. You might know us from such hit podcasts as Madame Magenta, Sonus Mystica. Horror anthology Magenta Presents. Or season three of Mockery Manor. We're everywhere. And we're spreading faster than an STD in an old folks' home, because now we have a brand new podcast. Wham! Wham! It's a fun acronym that stands for We Have a Movie. Oh, it's not just an acronym, Bernard. It's not? It's a chat podcast where we invent smash hit Hollywood movies based on popular toys. If you like the Barbie movie and you want to see similar treatments of your favourite childhood toys, I'll wager you'll like Wham! With episodes on Polly Pocket, Rubik's Cube, Game Boy, Strawberry Shortcake, Furby, Connect Four, and lots of other nostalgia bait. But it's not just for adults who still like toys. It's a podcast for anyone who loves Hollywood tropes and comedy. And quantum mechanics. And BDSM. Wham! has something for everyone, but is still specifically about movies. That's Wham! W-H-A-M. You know, like when Batman punches someone. Yes. Adam West. That Batman. Exactly. Not the Christopher Nolan one. No. Download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's what the world needs, another movie podcast. Was that clear? Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned quantum mechanics. Mm.